stop wasting your money on stuff unless you're into it. So if you're into cars, I'm not going to tell you, oh, don't get the M5 Beamer. You're in the Beamers. So go ahead, treat yourself. Put gold rims on it for all I care, right? Because you're into it. But if you just want to drive from here to the market and come home and you say, I want to look good, there's a nice Hyundai to look good at. There's a nice Honda. There's a nice Camry. You know, there's a ton of nice cars to look good in to go to the market and come on. There's a nice Prius, you know, great color in red. You don't need a Ferrari to go to the store. But if you're into it, by all means, skirt to the store, do a couple of donuts and race home. Go for it. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today, I get to speak with Keith Pelzer. He's identified on social media by name or by the Convos, Everything Productive centers around a conversation. Now, Keith is a Grammy award-winning producer with years of creative experience in sound and music. He's also a pastor, husband, father of two, and an avid cyclist, kind of like myself. <laughs> Although I'm father of four and not a pastor. Wait, rewind. He's also a pastor, husband, father of two, and an avid cyclist. Let's listen and get fascinated in his story as he shares how he got started in this online world, creating conversations of passion and dedication. Keith, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Guys, if you are listening to this episode on the audio, I would, I would ask you to come check out the post on video because Keith's got a really nice color scheme going on and I'm kind of envious because of <laughs> the colors going on but it looks really sharp it looks really sharp thank you Keith tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got started I know you you've shared a ton in your live streams but just for the audience how you got started what are you doing and what's keeping you going Oh, wow. How I got started and what we're doing now is basically a pandemic mm -hmm. um, to this capacity. Before that, I actually am a music producer, songwriter, a pastor, and 
I wasn't what we call a content creator. Mm-hmm. I kind of was, but I wasn't. <laughs> I was just <laughs> using my phone and then having to move ministry to home. Mm-hmm. I had to kind of recreate some kind of televised type of thing. Then I had to figure out teleprompters, figure out better audio quality. But I was able to do that pretty easy because of my background in music and production. Yeah. And so I just kind of incorporated what you have as like a podcast where it was mostly sound. So when you're mm-hmm. in a church building or something, it's just the, the PA system and people are looking at you in a room and maybe throw you on the screen. Not too much streaming before COVID. Once COVID yeah. jumped in, you had to take all of that and get that to people's phones, to their televisions, mm-hmm. to their computers. And so that's when it, the quality of video and audio mattered most. So not being in a building, this is the building. And so I started creating this and that's pretty much how this happened. I love that. I love that. So go back a little bit further. You you mentioned you were a music producer, a songwriter, a Mm -hmm. pastor. Mm -hmm. How did that start, essentially? Well, I grew up in church, so I'm a third generation pastor, Mm -hmm. you know, in a pretty predominantly Baptist background. And I grew up in in our culture. The, you know, the preacher's kid has got to do something in church. So you kind of like, all right, <laughs> we're very musical. So, you know, there's like five instruments to figure out on a Sunday. You start mm-hmm. messing with it. And, you know, I was trying drums, trying bass. And then I ended up playing keys. And then I'm playing an organ. And then you think like James Brown funk, but with churchy background. You know, we were kind of that kind of church. So I'm a groovy guy. Then my parents weren't real strict, so I got into hip-hop and R&B as Mm -hmm. I got older. And then I end up meeting Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith. So I get into hip-hop, get into some singing and stuff like that. And before you know it, I'm a Grammy Award-winning producer, working with a bunch of artists. And then I look up and I'm 40-some years old and I'm tired. (laughs) And so that's that's the quick, short Mm fly-through of it. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, you know, what got me into it. So now in all of that, I grew up in music industry in the late 80s, early 90s. So that was before a lot of digital stuff was in. So I had a real heavy hands-on not open your laptop and everything does it for you. So that got me into, I never lost that being older now. Mm -hmm. I'm still a little old school, so I got to wire it. You know, I you got to force me out of the physical wire. Oh, you can do oh. that wirelessly. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> no you got to connect it. You know, connect it's got to be a tube or something in there that you can change a bulb or something. And that's mm-hmm. what that's a hybrid of what I'm doing now as far as where I'm what I'm doing in this, you know, content creation in this content creation. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I love that because. Going back, I mean, you mentioned Jazzy Jeff. You mentioned growing up in a in a church family, mm-hmm. third generation. So you're probably the first or the second person that I've spoken to that has, that's come from that background. Mm. How has that being in that like affected or what I'm trying to ask? But it creates a very strong foundation in your morals, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? How do you how do we translate that to the new generation that's not church going that's not because having strong belief not just in God but strong belief in being good right that's mm-hmm. what's focused mm-hmm. on like how do we teach the new generation this 
Well, it starts with us as fathers. I saw a beautiful yeah. family picture that you posted. Um, if you search <laughs> my stuff, you probably see, you know, mine. Mm-hmm. Everybody doesn't have to be married. Everybody doesn't have to have children. But yeah. even if you're single, if you have a sister or brother, you know, if you if you exist, you have a mother. <laughs> you know, so Amen. <laughs> cherish that. If, if your parents have passed away, you have somebody that you're connected to, even a step parent, even just friends. If you're motherless and fatherless and mm-hmm. familyless, you have friends. You have how we met, ECAM community. You know, right. you and I have never personally shook hands, mm-hmm. but if you put us in an airport together, we'll probably hug and take up for each other quicker than somebody we've known for years. Cause Amen. like, oh, that's my brother. It's like, how long you guys know each other? Uh, but he's my brother though. You know, <laughs> it's because of the love mm-hmm. and, and, you know, a shout out to Ecamm as Doc Rock would say, the community. Yes. And so this kind of takes religion out of it. It pulls mm-hmm. uh background culture race. It pulls, uh, you know, economic class out of it it's if you Mm -hmm. got a camera and you got audio and you're in this community you are loved you are welcome you are considered you are respected and if somebody's out of pocket the community will check that person um Mm -hmm. in love and so you know with that being said it's really the culture of the community that we're in it's what's relevant to you at the time so your question on how do we put give that to the next generation it's really if we're good in our faith, put it that way, whatever that is, it, you we can believe that, I'm not gonna say you, we can believe that mm-hmm. Sony is a higher being. <laughs> if the sure. core of Sony is everybody loves everybody, mm-hmm. then if you follow that, then it doesn't matter where you come from. Right. If you're respected to what you believe, then you know there's a there's a peace. And that's the crazy yeah. thing I believe, you know, in, in a lot of teaching that I do. I'm a fan of uh, Rabbi Lappin, and mm-hmm. he's Jewish. You know, I read his books. I love his stuff. And, you know, but it's the, the center of love that helps everybody. So when yeah. there's something that the center of it is love and it's peace across the board, when people integrity-wise are held to that, it creates community. Hey Amen. So it, it's, it's going back to community no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. And the core of that community, if that's good, you're gonna attract more good people. You're gonna yes. F- mm-hmm. You're gonna flourish, yes, through that community mm-hmm. because of that love. Mm-hmm. Man, that's so powerful. That is absolutely powerful. Well, think about Democrat Republican. If you have a a good Democrat, a good mm-hmm. Republican, a good neither or, right? They can all sit at. A bar, they can sit at a coffee shop yeah. and sit in the room because at the 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 core of their belief, they disagree with you on this. So I'm a Sony guy. I'm on stuff with people that are hardcore canon is mm-hmm. king. You mm-hmm. know, the color in canon can't be beat. And then, mm-hmm. then here comes a Fuji guy. Yeah. You know, then comes an <laughs> Olympus guy. And then here comes a I don't care about your DSLR camera guy. Yeah, and you phone. know what? Mm-hmm. But everybody respects everybody. And it's yeah. just like, look, I'm, you're not going to make me a Sony believer. You're not going to make me a Canon believer. But yeah. I appreciate that we all look good on these squares on, on this screen. Yeah. Okay. Bottom line. So you get there how you get there. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I I absolutely love that. So talking about religion, talking about community, talking about the power of brotherhood, right? It's that's Mm -hmm. what it is. Yes. We we come from 
similar backgrounds. Well, mm-hmm. I might not be, you know, growing up from somebody who's running the church, or but my dad, extremely religious. Mm-hmm. We'd go for every prayer, walking to the to the mosque, mm-hmm. and he instilled in us, you know, you've got to have something concrete to hold on to. Yes. And when you have that, guess what? You, you're so set in life, you're never going to astray from the path. You never have to worry about if why you're here on this world. Mm-hmm. Because there's only one thing for you to do. It's to be good to thy neighbor. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that whole a neighbor, it's... All right, let's take Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> Mr. Rogers, amazing no, human being, right there. No religion here, right? But no he goes, religion, no. mm-hmm. "It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood." <laughs> Would Amen. you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Okay, take the core of that in whoever mm-hmm. you are. If you could just kind of follow that, if you have nothing else, it's a good day. You're a great person. Yeah. Bottom line, Bottom you know. Line. Yeah. Man. All right, so. You came from that back the the church background. What you're doing now is helping others set up their studios. What what talk us about talk us a little bit deep detail in what you're doing now cuz I'm still trying to learn how to do that myself. Okay, so this will get a little scrambled and complicated <laughs> and I'll do this on your podcast because I love you, bro. Here's where it gets tricky. The tricky part is simply this. I there's a point where you can be the intentional teacher mm-hmm. or by default you are the teacher. You can become the instructor, you can become the helper. The the worst part is when you deny helping people. Mm-hmm. Another problem for other people is when you don't turn up helping people. I'm kind of in that I don't turn up in helping people but I'm always available to help people. Mm-hmm. There are some people that they figure out how to get a good picture and then they launch a whole campaign and a teaching course on how to do your camera right. And then they miss out on the next thing. And then everybody in their class goes, hey, but it's this other guy. His camera looks better. And they Uh just spent $300 on your course to get it to look like you. Mm -hmm. And you're looking at the guy that they're looking at or the woman that they're looking at. And you're saying, wow, I got to figure that out so that I can up to the next course. Now, mm-hmm. it's not bad to do that because right. the reason why you have students, the reason why you have people that subscribe, log in, and pay for your course is because you are gifted in breaking it down in simplicity to say, here's a camera, here's an HDMI cord, plug it into a cam link, and you have a better picture. Mm-hmm. Boom. Okay, good. Simple. There's 100 people that's going to sit in your class to learn that. But then there has to be the teacher for the person that says, I already know DSLR cameras. I have a Canon. I have a Sony. I have a cam link. Why mm-hmm. does yours look different to me? And that's when you say, hey, 16 millimeter lens, focal length. And if your room is this far apart, I listen to one of your um, podcasts and talking mm-hmm. about the room. Yeah. You know, 
This is not a treated room. I built the room, my partner and I. We spent over $100,000 building a soundproof room yep. where, sadly enough, the contractor, we said, how good is the work? He said, oh, you could kill somebody in here. Nobody will know. It's like, <laughs> that's not a great explanation of <laughs> describing soundproofing, uh -huh. but I get what you're saying. He's like, mm -hmm. oh, you could just bop, bop. And it's like, oh, dude, we don't want to put that out there. My kid right. is in the room. Like, you know, right. but what we spent all that money where it was like, you know, um, Owens Corning, you know, uh, in insulation all around yep. you clap mm -hmm. your hand there's no bounce yep. this room is not treated at all mm. there's a carpet on the floor and there's stuff on the wall and everything is into my audio processing yeah okay so that's a whole different course so now the question would be Absolutely. does keith teach how to construct the soundproof room or for the people that don't have construction money do i teach them to take and put a whole metering situation and you know mm -hmm. and and process your audio put a noise gate on or some of my little secret sauces on how to make the room quiet yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. without yeah. having to treat the room that's mm -hmm. a whole lot you know yeah. so i don't actually teach intentionally but i'm always available to teach so you ask me i'll tell you i love it if it takes my time time is money and money is time you know, if it takes up too much time, hey, we got to start charging. Yeah. If it's just a question, DM, I give the answer. If you don't recognize that, that's when I send people to other people that teach mm -hmm. it one mm -hmm. by one. And if you really want it, you will invest. No, absolutely. You're absolutely right. And people who do invest have gone through all of the different things that they could do physically by themselves. Mm -hmm. And there's a ton of content out there on on YouTube and, and we're living in a time where you can literally find how to do like people are giving example of I basket agree with weaving you right there. in the pool. <laughs> so did it ever make you think though? Mm -hmm. I, look, I look at how awesome, like getting to know you, we, we have a saying in Philly, game mm -hmm. recognizes game, right? Yeah. And what that means is you don't have to wear the I know karate on the chest, but it's it's something that you'll look a certain way. Yeah. You won't flinch when everybody's getting hyped and it's like, I think he knows Taekwondo. You know, mm -hmm. there's military guys <laughs> know each other in the room where it's just like, oh, you're Navy. OK, I'm Army. OK, uh -huh. I got you. You know, without uh -huh. saying it. Right. So yeah. us content creators, you recognize the level that people are on because you look and it's like I, and here's the honest thing. Mm -hmm. When I first met you, I looked, I was like, look at this guy. Okay, what that means is you like it. You know, anybody mm -hmm. else, if, you, if your camera's all jacked up, it's like, oh, poor guy, I would love to help him. But when you see somebody, you like, yo, his picture is dope. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then you listen to the sound, you're like, oh, his mic sounds good. And then you're trying to look down the camera like, what kind of mic is he doing? And you're looking at other stuff and you start, you know, you start scrolling and, mm -hmm. and researching the people and you're like, who yeah. is this guy? Yeah. That's because you like it. You, you understand what I'm saying? And that's Absolutely. how people get to know one another. Yeah. And so people like us, if it's something that we want to know, we go to YouTube University and you you find those people. Yes. You see it. And all you need is one little tip and you got it. There's other people that don't know how to do it. If mm -hmm. I put a camera angle up right now and you look at it and you go, I wonder how he did that. Mm -hmm. Now, because you know me, you can ask me. But if I was a snob and I wouldn't tell you, you'll yeah. be like, I'll figure that out. Figure how, do that you out. Move, how do you get a moving shot next week? You'll have it. <laughs> now, there's, the problem is mm -hmm. there's a bunch of people, they cannot do that. 
Right. You have to walk them through. They're, people have asked me, they said, you have, a, you have a jib shot. They're like, what was that camera that's moving over there? Because everybody can do this, right? You got uh-huh. this shot. Yep. When the thing starts moving by itself and I'm not right. touching it, they're like, whoa, what is that? And you're like, it's a jib. I literally had a guy, he mm-hmm. bought the jib and he's like, what do I do now? <laughs> I'm like, dude, you well, spent $1,500 on uh-huh, the jib. And then he's uh-huh. like, well, how'd you get it to move like that? It's like, you need a pan. Well, that's like $500. That's it's like, yeah. Pan. Then he's like, well, how'd you, how do you keep it running? How do you plug it up? Put a V-mount battery. What's the V-mount battery? you like, oh. So uh-huh. so there's there's some of us that, that know we're gifted in doing this. There's yes. people who aren't gifted. Those are the people that you make the classes for. Exactly. Yeah. Because they're not get they they're not going to figure it out. Right. And they gotta have a reason of why am I even doing a second camera angle? You gotta <laughs> find the why first. Come on. I love you, man. Come on. <laughs> once you once that you part. know the why. That part. <laughs> right. Once you know the why. Why do you need a Ferrari Testarossa? Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're a collector, all right, perfect. Right. right. If you're just renting a Ferrari to take photos, well, come on, that's not you. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> unless unless you're learning to be a good photographer of, of amazing cars, then yes, you're you're renting. You you go rent a Ferrari, a Lambo, a Porsche. You take mm-hmm. some nice photography, and now you're building up your library of photography, and now people can hire you mm-hmm. to be a custom, you know, a a exotic car photographer exactly there's got to be a good why you need a studio mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i had to struggle with that why even though i had all this gear i'm like why am i doing this I'm like okay i want to look good i want to do create my content without having to worry about setting it up and breaking it down yes right mm-hmm. i wanted to create this course two three years ago Took me about two hours to set the cameras, the slider, the, the lighting. And when I went to go to speak, I didn't have a lick of, a lick of story to, to, to say, right? Wow. I didn't know what to say. But then that was only the one part. The second part was like my kids were like, Dad, come on. We need food. Can you help us? You you have other responsibilities. We can't. Mm. We're not all dedicated. So I was like, okay, I need a dedicated space, so that when I'm here, I can do the stuff that I need to do, and then be with my family. Right. Figuring right. out that why, man. Mm-hmm. This this conversation is going in a direction I didn't expect it to go, and oh, that's what happened, right? Put it where you what, need it. We we all need this. We all mm-hmm. need this so much. Wow. Hmm. So we got your journey. We got to talk about what kept you motivated and why we're doing this and why you're doing this. So where 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 are you planning or what's what what's your goal for the next year and a half? Tying things together. Okay. Um I just something just hit me today. Uh my mm-hmm. wife and I are on our way back from New York. I dropped her at the mall. She's you know, she likes the mall space to catch up on work and Mm -hmm. you know get her phone calls done she literally just sits there and listens to people walk past but we're riding back and i learned how many people are like blessed by our marriage so we just celebrated 20 years of of being married congratulations and 
Yeah, thank you, man. And it's like so many people are like blessed by the marriage in the way of, oh, I love you guys. You guys are funny. You know, we do crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm a gadget freak. And 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 just slightly backing up to something you mentioned or what keeps me motivated mm-hmm. and something else. I am a gadget freak. So as we talk about gas gear acquisition syndrome, <laughs> it's like, do I need a drone? No. Mm-hmm. But I bought my kid, you know, the $100 drone, yeah. the small DJI one. And I'm like, yo, I like this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I like air shots. So you watching movies when they start doing the overhead shot and it's looking straight down. And I'm yeah. like, oh, let me do that out on the bicycle if the thing can follow you. Do I need it? No. But you mm-hmm. know what? I can create some some shots with it. And because of technology moving, mm-hmm. you're now able to be the director that you liked from back in the day. Yeah. Um, I was on a movie set with uh, Will Smith of uh, um, Enemy of the State. Mm-hmm. When he was filming that movie, yeah. I was working on an album with him and I was able to see way back then, mm-hmm. they had to have a helicopter with a camera oh, yeah. on it because they didn't have drones. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was based around DC, but the scene we were at was in LA yeah. faking like it was DC. So it was, <laughs> it was shot in LA, the, the ambulance scene, and that mm-hmm. was the double that came running out. It wasn't Will Smith, that, mm-hmm. you know, but anyway, yeah. um, that scene back then, that scene was from a helicopter with a big camera on it. You can do that with a drone now. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there like, so I can do a shot like that. Yes. So y- you and I, we sitting mm-hmm. here switching cameras. Do we need it? No, but we yeah. can find a purpose. So what I like to do is push the envelope. Mm-hmm. And now with reels, um, you bring entertainment to people's lives. So it's really an extension of who I already am. Yeah. And it's kind of like when people you say this phrase, everything's coming around 360. Mm-hmm. So at 50 years old, I realized when I was younger, the 50 year olds that I saw, they look old and I feared getting to 50 because I was like, dude, <laughs> man, it's, it's over when you turn 50. Like, mm-hmm. you know, some 40 year olds, I was like, oh, it's over when you turn 40. And I'm like, yeah. it's really over when you turn 50. And then I look up, I'm like, I rode 52 miles on a bike for mm-hmm. my 50th birthday. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, and then I did a century like two year, two weeks later. And I'm sitting there like, I'm fit. And people are like, oh, other than saying you're great, you're like a young boy. And I'm like, yeah, man, look at me. And my kids are like, dad, you know, my dad's in shape. And, you know, your dad's young with energy. And my mm. wife, it's like, yo, you two are the funniest couple. So we're like, you know what? Maybe mm-hmm. we can not from a churchy standpoint. Because yeah. whoever you are spiritually is in you, right? Yeah. That, that's what you, you know, you can, it's safe to say that. If it's not in you, then it's just surface. It's facade. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, you go to the mosque, you go to church, whatever. You ain't this, you ain't that. When it's in you, you are that person wherever you go and whatever yeah. you do. So I don't turn off the spiritual person that I am mm-hmm. because I'm behind a camera. Yeah. But then I don't have to bring everybody into the exact what I do, but I can be in the world who I am inwardly. And so our marriage is not... You know, turn around, high five your neighbor. Won't he do it? Only mm-hmm. make a way. You know, that's not our mar- our marriages. We love each other. And we yeah. we have fun. We we smile at people. So yeah. if we can give you a part of our lives like that, that is the forward. And I'm a person that's going to push the envelope. So for somebody like you, I'm like, hey, did you know you can put something on your uh, stream deck? 
and you're like, whoa, what's that? It's like, what made you come up with that? I don't know. I just spilled coffee on it and put glue yeah. on it, and it, it's a nice <laughs> color that looks good on camera. That's that's what I do. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Experimenting. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah. experimentation. I love every that. Every day. Mm-hmm. Man, talk about being able to do stuff from the past, like right the how, the drone stuff that you talked about. Yes. I recently just saw the video of uh, the DJI M30T. Okay. Did you see the M30T? No. This is the this is this is a huge drone designed for first responders. With the heat, with sinking. the heat map, yes, yes, yes. beautiful. Thirty mm-hmm. X optical zoom. Yes. I'm like, holy smokes! This is totally yeah. Nice. But being able to like hang out with Will Smith, that's. That's got to be cool. I mean, growing growing up watching, you know, Jazzy Jeff and them making music, Mm -hmm. they made one of the best soundtracks, like Summertime, still my favorite track, all right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You cannot replicate that. That was was awesome. Yes. Yes. He's been one of my favorite, you know, human beings, Mm -hmm. being who he is. I mean, my good friend Ken Okazaki always talks about you gotta take the Will Smith Will Smith approach when you're creating content, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta have the professional and the personalized phone view, right? When when you because, like you said, you gotta bring your personality into mm-hmm. everything that you do, because people don't buy what you're selling, right? They buy you, mm-hmm. they buy who you are. Yes, because you can go to Target, Walmart, blah blah blah, and you could buy the same stuff, but you pick one store over the other because of how it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for sharing that, man. That was that was powerful. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come right back as you're going to share with us three hacks to take away, so that people can implement in their lives and their streams and whatever they're 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 creating immediately. Okay. I'm Junaid Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Welcome back, guys. We are talking with Keith Pelzer, and it's been one of my favorite conversations because we get to chat about what we love. I see this beautiful wood carved love in his background. If you if you don't see it, check out the video on uh, Insta or YouTube. But we've been having some really amazing conversations. Keith, 
take it away. You're going to share three hacks to take away. And we have a broad level experience of what you bring. So we're here for you. Wow. So hacks to take away. This is, it's not easy. One, so, so a couple of hacks that I know I can mention. One is look at all your old gear before you throw it out and figure out how you can repurpose it before you sell it. Mm -hmm. um, one of those things that I, I do have is a Rodecaster Pro over here. And I'm not a Rodecaster Pro guy, but mm -hmm. this guy over here, I have the Rodecaster Pro, which you can put four mics in it. Yeah. I took the stereo out and I put it on this Apollo over here, which is on the desk. Oh, mm -hmm. I can't widen that one enough. I took and put a different lens on there, sure. but it's uh, right here. And for those just listening, mm -hmm. I ran into another four input audio mixer. And so the two out of the four, you can end up with six mics in your room because the two on my desk are in one and two on the mixer on the desk. And mm -hmm. then three and four is coming from the sub mix of the left and right of the Rodecaster Pro, which has four in it. Nice. And so the reason for that is for in your room, I have a whole podcast set up in here because I have multiple clients. And so with multiple clients, sometimes they have three extra people on the sofa mm -hmm. and I have the mics over there for them to hear it. And so don't don't up step up and try to get a five, six, ten input big monstrosity to put in your desk yeah just you know tie one into the other and the audio is all going to sync up the other thing is something that you mentioned i saw and that is your lights i'm about to upload a youtube where mm -hmm. i show the reason why all of my cameras are connected to alexa because when i come in the room if you're going to be a multiple camera person, or even if it's just two, mm -hmm. you don't want to have to keep reaching behind everything. Or if you have an over the desk cam, you don't want to, have to yeah. keep reaching up there to that. You want to set it and forget it. So you plug in the Casa or they have different uh, plugs that respond mm -hmm. to Alexa and it'll just cut the power on. Quick, small tip. Most people don't tell you this. The reason why dummy batteries actually are good to use in your room is because it takes the whole power away from the camera. So most mm. cameras are in a fix on or off position. So if you just power it up with the battery in there, you won't be able to utilize the camera just cutting on right where you need it because it's not right. a hard on or hard off. And so I actually take all the power away from the camera, put it all back on. That would be hack number two. Mm. Hack number three is if you choose to use Hue lights, you have to change your cameras to PAL <laughs> instead of NTS, uh, oh, whatever it is. NTSC, yeah. Yeah, and most people don't know that. If not, you're going to get all the flicker in the background. Oh, nice. And I don't I don't recommend that. Um, some people make it like it's hard. So if you watch the, the video of this, there's a light right here to my right. That mm -hmm. is a video light. So no matter what the camera setting is on, that's always going to be fine. Mm -hmm. This light up here, this light over here, and some of the other lights around the room, you would see massive flicker mm. because of the frame rate in there. And so if you're going to go the cheaper route, Hue lights, you have to change your cameras. And if you want to spend the money, then you don't have to change the camera. That's not great hacks. I saw I add a fourth one. If you can <laughs> see <laughs> and you don't have prescription glasses, mm -hmm. 
Um, or if you have prescription, but you don't need them for your life, mm-hmm. take the lens out of your take glasses, buy out. a bunch of cheap ones to get a look. I promise you, my glasses are worth about three, four, ten dollars at max. <laughs> and people love it because I match my glasses to my microphone and it looks so much better than my mm-hmm. expensive glasses. And so, yeah, that's my hack with Man, you know. I love that. <laughs> so do you actually wear glasses with Lenses I have glasses with lenses. I don't. I don't need prescription at all. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't need this prescription just a, at all. This is a look. Yes. All yes. Right. I love just it. A look. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I don't know. If I've. I've never tried. I have tried the look without the shades on, but that was back in the days. You know, uh, mm-hmm. we were just trying to be cool. Um, but I, I love those hacks. I absolutely love those hacks. I did. And one of them, I I do go around turning off my cameras, mm-hmm. so I am I'm gonna have to you know maybe employ that second hack where because I'm using dumb, dummy batteries in this in these machines. I was oh. always afraid of what if I kill the power to the camera? Is it gonna mess up the internals? Because when you physically turn it off, it does the sensor cleaning and does all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, and so the thing is. I have a ZV-E10 on the desk. So mm-hmm. I have two full-frame cameras. I invested mm-hmm. in the A7C and um, the A7 IV, the newest one, right? Mm-hmm. The thing was, I baby those, but it's when I got the A7C full-frame and I put it on the desk and I'm like, okay, this doesn't look any better than my A6100s with a 30-millimeter lens on there. So yeah. tomato, tomato. And most mm-hmm. you know, software is only going to pull up at 1080. Yeah. You know, you can record it, put on YouTube in 4K, but, you know, it's like, who really cares? And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm getting away with it because lighting is basically everything, yes. more so than the camera itself, right? So I'm sitting there like, all right, I'm going to stop. You know, I'm going to take these full frames off the desk and I'm going to use them and I'm going to go into photography. Mm-hmm. So every camera in the room now is straight APS-C. Mm-hmm. There's like, it doesn't matter what lens I put on there. Right. I don't, I don't, like, I don't care now. So I got... Mm-hmm. I got kit lenses on anything that's above my head. They're all kit lenses. I'm yeah. like, why would I put a Sigma lens to exactly. say, oh, here's Doesn't my over the no desk sense. shot. It's, and then the kit lens, you can zoom it. You know what I mean? Yes, so I'm you like, can. Uh-huh. I'm mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. Because you know what happened? It was one day when I had, I forgot I left the Sony, what's that? The 135, uh, the, the something, the 135 lens. Uh, it's, it's 18, yeah, 18 yeah, to 135. 18, the 135, right? It's not yeah. the expensive one, but it ain't the cheesy cheap one, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had that one, and everybody's like, oh, what kind of lens do you have? And I'm like, I was about to say Sigma, and I'm like, oh, that's the Sony lens, right? <laughs> no filter, no nothing on it. And they were like, yeah. that looks so good. Yeah. And I'm like, my ego was messing with me where it's mm-hmm. just like, I don't actually have to have a Sigma. Now, you would yeah. recognize, Doc would recognize, a few other people would recognize. Yeah. But the average person, they don't know. You know, so it's like, stop wasting your money mm-hmm. on stuff unless you're into it. So if right. you're in the cars, I'm not going to tell you, oh, don't get the M5 Beamer. You're in the right. Beamers. So go ahead, treat yourself. Put gold yeah, rims exactly. on it for all I care, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you're into it. But if you just want to drive from here to the market and come home and you say, I want to look good, there's a nice Hyundai to look good at. There's a nice Honda. There's a nice Camry. Amen. You know, there's a ton of nice cars to look good in <laughs> to go to the market and come on. There's a nice Prius, mm-hmm. you know, great Amen. color in red. You yes. don't need a Ferrari to go to the store. But if you're into <laughs> it, by all means, skirt to the store, yeah. do a couple of donuts and race home. Go for <laughs> it. You know, 
<laughs> we're the go for it crew. You know, so Amen. we do that. Amen. Get, everybody get the else. work done. Yeah. Because no matter how much money you spend on the gear, yep. you still have to work on yourself. Yes. Yes. Right? If, yes. if you don't know how to talk to the camera, if you don't know how to have great conversation, mm-hmm. that good gear is not going to, it's not, uh, this is not the matrix, okay? <laughs> right. There's no tech sitting there that can load up how to do kung fu in <laughs> five minutes, you know, kung fu. <laughs> But it is the Matrix because there's some people that stuck. They're stuck in. I choose. I choose to believe that the ZVE12 is going to make my show better. I choose to believe. Oh man! That one more RGB light is going to get me eighteen thousand followers. It's it's. Hey, do your thing. Do your thing, man. Do your thing. But we're we're just here to impart you with the knowledge on how to use that gear properly. Boom. <laughs> Oh man, man. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much, man. All right, let's jump right into the, uh, the questions that I like to ask my guest. Okay. So number one, what is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Who golf? Ooh. So that's a sport, but you know, sports are like hobbies. Sports are know? like hobbies. I mean, yeah. literally. Yeah. I bowl religiously, but wow. all okay. the best bowlers on in my league mm-hmm. are golfers. Mm-hmm. And I'm scared that if I buy one club, my marriage is over. Cause I pray <laughs> it takes up too much time on the green. It does you know, take time on the green, and, yeah. And a lot of money. I'm like, nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. But I wish I did. Yep. All right, all right. Uh next one is what did you want to be when you were a child? I don't even know. Mm. <laughs> That's I'm I'm messed up with that because you know they they say, "Oh, what do you be when? What do you want to be?" Here's the worst thing they do to kids: What do you want to be when you grow up? You want to be a policeman, fireman, doctor? Or, and well, you just but, gave me a, a multiple choice, choice, so now I got to pick from one of the A, B, C, D, or E. So like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know that a content creator exists. Yeah, you know, I don't know that a teacher of content creator exists. So if I said teacher back then. Mm-hmm. What high school teacher, grade school teacher, kindergarten teacher? I don't right. know. It's, you know, a so, religious teacher? I don't know. So for me, I honestly, I don't. I don't even have one for that. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, I love it. Um, I asked that question of my kids too, right? And I, I don't give them a multiple choice question, right? Uh, and my son's like, I want to be a YouTuber. I'm like, all right. That's what mm-hmm. we're hearing now because, well, it's it's hot to be YouTuber. And I think the other day he was like, yeah, Mr. PewTube or two, I, I don't even know, I'm sorry, is the most awesomest YouTuber right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? I don't know who this is. It's probably some some somebody who's a gamer. Mm-hmm. Don't call me on that because I don't follow the trends on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, my my kid's on the iPad looking at he's he's got an iPad open the computer, and it's kind of hard to stop the kid because yes. just when you're thinking they're trying to play like a shoot 'em up game or something that makes no sense, mm-hmm. you end up hearing them talk with their friends and they're like, "Oh yeah, well, we're going to do this trade and and you know because they're trying to invade something." And I'm like, "What are you playing?" And they're like 
talking intellectual stuff that I'm like, how did you guys figure it? Like, who's wow. this other kid? He's like, oh, it's yeah. my friend so-and-so, and he's from, you know, Connecticut. And so I'm like, how did you meet him? It's like, oh, we were in this Discord. And I'm like, I don't even know how to work Discord. So you kind of don't know where to get in so long as – true. Nothing, you know, soup the trigger of bad is going on. Yeah. You know, you listen to the language, you kind of just fall back as a parent and you're like, wow. So that's a good question. Like now you ask a child, what do you want to be when you grow up? There's Mm. more in the. There's so much more. Yeah. In the basket of what we normally would like here, you know, occasionally you get president, mayor, preacher, you know, something like that, you know, rabbi or something. Okay. I get it. But. Now it's like you got these other things added in. It's it's weird, yeah. you know. And and just wait, right? Five, ten years from now, <laughs> there's going to be even more because virtual reality is coming, augmented reality is coming. Yes, being able to fly drones from your living room, right, mm-hmm. to do first responder kind of service, like yes, mind blowing stuff is possible. Mm-hmm. And you now have capacity to do anything so i i tell my kids hey whatever you want to do yep just stay in the lane right make sure that you're not doing anything illegal i mean there might kids are right. younger but so there's there, i still get to you know police them a little bit I'm like why mm-hmm. do you need a 50 dollar pokemon deck you know <laughs> i'm still working or, or roblox Ro, robux or money or roblox something money, money. right <laughs> Dude, like, what are you getting returned for that? Like, yes. So I tell him, like, okay, if you can sell like ten cards, and then right. you can maybe go buy some more. Like, but but I got this, I got this, you know, prize money, this happy birthday money, and whatnot right. I can spend on. Like, all right. So you know, I try to guide him the best I can. Go, okay, let's uh, let's re- uh, read this. Uh, rich dad, poor dad for youths. Mm-hmm. There's so much. There's so much information available, but. We can only do so much as parents to guide them. That's correct. That was awesome. All right. Next question. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite movie or TV show? My favorite movie is Life, starring Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. Mm -hmm. It's For some reason, that movie is just so sentimental to me. Because when I first saw it, Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to laugh at the movie. Yeah, And then... I went through a season of laughing at every piece of it, you know, all of it from beginning to end, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to eat your cornbread, you know, (laughs) this is the gun line, you know, (laughs) hopping bop. Like I laughed at the entire movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. All the way to when Martin and Eddie got old. And then Mm -hmm. as I got older, I watched it again and I'm like, this is a sad story. Yeah. Like, you know, these guys were falsely accused and yeah. They ended up, you know, but it has a happy ending, but they're like old farts, you know, and Mm -hmm. then there's, because here's the thing about the movie, it also, the writers touched on race in a way that you wouldn't believe, so it took the myth away that all of one race is like this, all of one race is that way, and then life is what it is. It dealt with hatred, it dealt with interracial, you know, couples, it dealt with a ton of stuff, you Mm -hmm. know. And so that that movie really that movie really got me. And what was the other one? I'm sorry. No, uh, a movie or TV show. Okay, TV show. <clears throat> I actually don't have a TV show. Mm-hmm. I, I have writers. I'm I'm a Larry David fan. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> I, you know, some people they only know Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. I'm like from Seinfeld to Veep 
you know, all the way to uh, like shows like The Office, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, Kirby Enthusiasm. Kirby, it's, yeah. I don't recommend it for everybody. But, it does. All right. But, all right. So what, when I heard Kirby Enthusiasm was coming, also directed by Larry David, I was like, I'm going to give it this try. I'm going to give it this try. And I tried. And I was just so anxious all of the time watching this show. I'm like, I can't do this. Nobody. <laughs> I need is, a little bit. I need a little bit of Kramer. I need a little bit. Dude, a little bit. Nobody is exempt. I mean, no right? culture, no, no background, no Mm-mm. disease. You name it. No, no political party. No. Nobody is exempt. Uh-uh. Larry figures out a way to tick anybody off you understand what i'm saying <laughs> he, he's got a talent he's amazing at that he's at, oh, absolutely and about the movie life i saw the movie in theater mm. right and mm-hmm. when the movie was done and i stepped out i was like oh my god i felt like i was in the prison right right it's so mm-hmm. deep like and it literally talks about life so i'm I'm gonna have to go watch the movie again because i was a lot younger when i saw it right and the points that you mentioned you know i mean it's literally named life and what it and it's probably you know it they definitely had a idea of life in prison right they Mm -hmm. didn't write it out Mm -hmm. but wow was was that a good insight on what the movie was actually doing yeah, it, I mean, Eddie Murphy's a hustler. You know, oh, yeah. Martin's the black guy that's really like, I got my education, I'm yeah. going to do this, I'm going to do that. And yeah. this woman leaves him for somebody else, and it's not his fault that he's locked up. And then, you know, they had their outing with each other, and mm. it's like they had all these years of not seeing each other or even yeah. talking to each other, and then they're back in the same boat. Yeah, You know, and then they had to find a scheming way to, to escape you know, and and then again, there's the the white guy. It's like in charge. It's mm-hmm. like, yo, I'm a stand for what's right. Yeah. But he knew there was a wrong way to mm-hmm. to to be right to fix the problem that he couldn't actually fix. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? It was like it was it's the craziest. So deep. But this is after the math that you when you first see it, you're like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Then you're looking at it, you're like, it's the funniest stuff. You know, you have. <laughs> Morris Day was up in that movie. Uh, you know, uh-huh. I mean, was it? Yeah, it was, I think it was Morris Day. Uh, um, yeah, I think it was Morris Day. Um, and you had uh, somebody else in there. You, had every Bernie Mac is in there for oh, crying man, out Bernie loud. Bernie Mac, oh my Heavy god. Heavy D. You know, you got all people that have died are in that movie. Yeah. I mean, it's. I, you know, I want to meet the the warden. Was just mm-hmm. to have to play those parts. You know, to just talk Something bad else. to Eddie and Martin. Those guys, man, they were just, you know, it, it was it was a great movie. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Man. All right. <clears throat> this takes us to the question number four, is it? Yeah. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Ooh, that's good. Mm-hmm. If I had to be a character in a movie, hmm. You know what? The town. The town. I like the town. Ben Affleck is in that movie. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> the cop Jerry is a okay. You remember that movie? The, the, I think I saw it. Okay, I so the I town is kind of like that. You know that. It's the, the guys robbing the bank. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're taking the money, whatever. So it's yeah. when they're in the van and they roll up on the cop 
and they're pointing all these guns and they're like they got the mask on and the cop is sitting in that chair and it's like they're chasing these guys and they run up on this cop who's like you know watching the construction site and he's looking at them and they're pointing the guns at him and he eats his donut and turns back around like I'm minding my business. <laughs> you guys go ahead, do it. It was like, you know what? I'm trying to go home, yeah. see my wife and kids today. It's yeah. all good. Like, take the money and go ahead. If you get caught, you get caught. If not, do your thing. It's not going to be me. He was like, I'm not the guy for it today. <laughs> They're like, a Bob, you see, a van running around. It's like, they got mask on. The crew, you worry, get him. And he rolls up on the guy. He's just like, with his donut. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> he just turns like, like see y'all later. <laughs> so you want to be that cop? Is that what you said? Listen, I want to be that cop because I I would have did a better job at that, and he did an excellent job. I would have just oh, been man. like, y'all go ahead. I didn't see anything. <laughs> He's like, I'm not trying to be the hero today. Yeah. Nope. Oh my nope. god. Nope. That's so good. Yeah, man. All right. Next one up. Who is your favorite superhero? Hmm, favorite superhero. It's not the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. It used to be. Okay. It used to be Spider-Man. Um, Iron Man is is still one of my favorites now because his his story is just so unique. You oh yeah. Know? I always stay as a content creator. I have to say Iron Man. You know, staying creative, innovative. Spider-Man, yeah. as we know now, is not Spider-Man without Iron Man. Right. You know, <laughs> you're, you're, right. you're absolutely right. He <laughs> he was literally recruited by Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. And so everything you like about Spider Man is yeah, Mr. Stark. He's a jerk when he mm -hmm. wants to be, but he's always about the greater good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, mine is also Iron Man. Mm. And 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 I see in the ten movies that we got to see, right? Mm-hmm. We see his trajectory as somebody growing from who he was right. to being self-righteous, being accepting, sacrificing himself. Mm -hmm. Like every leaf you turn, everything pe people point at him, he's like, I'm better than that. And just kept growing. So I, I love that yes. about him and how... Robert Downey Jr. portrayed him. Mm -hmm. In fact, I don't know if you heard the story. This was on BBC uh, where they interviewed Robert Downey Jr. And <clears throat> one question this, this kid asked, do you pretend to be Iron Man when you're at home? And so he tells a story about how he basically embodied Tony Stark before he gave his audition. Hmm. He methoded the part to so so they had no question that he was not that's good i was like holy smokes that's good that was epic so awesome all right last question mm -hmm. if you were a board game what would it be oh if i was a board game hmm i would still have to say monopoly hmm. yeah monopoly um because you you can't the obvious is not always the way to win sure you know the eyes will go the average eye will go on 
Boardwalk and Park Place. Because mm-hmm. those um, are the high roller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you know you blow your wide trying to grab those two rather than spread out across the board. And every time you go around and you're spreading out across the board, yeah. you actually monopolize rather than to go for the obvious. Mm. The obvious will actually sink you sometimes. You know, there's so a true. small chance that you can, you know, roll the dice and get right there and invest and then miss everybody else's property to have enough to get around and put houses and yeah. hotels on your yeah. spot. You yeah. know? No. So yeah, Monopoly will be it and you don't stay in jail forever. So. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> the last time I played Monopoly was a couple months ago. Mm. We were in, uh, uh, I was visiting my family, my, my uh, parents, and um, we were in my grandma's room and so my aunt was like, let's go play in that room because my grandma's, you know, she's bedridden. And uh, my sister, she's, you know, she's tending to my grandma. And mm-hmm. uh, as like four or five players, <clears throat> and my sister kept landing on the spots and being able to purchase these properties. Mm. So she was like really good. And everybody else is like going to jail or having to skip a turn. Mm-hmm. And then my aunt's like, you know why she keeps winning and she has all the nice properties? Watch what she's doing. Mm. She's taking care of an elderly. She's taking care of somebody else. So she keeps landing all these good spots. I'm like, holy smokes. Mm-hmm. 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 That's powerful. So thank you so much for your time, Keith. This was a lot of fun. Thank Got to you. learn a lot about you. I'm I'm have to you know get back on my bike because I'm a cyclist just like yourself. I just I haven't been back on. I saw your pictures, man. What <laughs> like are you doing, man? Years. <laughs> oh, I haven't been back on since my my little one was born in 2018. Every every year I'll I'll go out and do like 10, 10, 15, 20 miles, but I need to get back on and you know do those 50 and. 50 miles and 100 miles. Hey, man, all it takes, get back I, in there. I will I will stop at 20 on a lazy day. Mm-hmm. I will at least do 20. Yeah. You know, it takes um, around about to an hour if you, if you can do it fast. You got the yeah. legs, you keep it flat. Yeah. If not, you know, I might drop down to 15 if I only mm-hmm. have an hour worth of time. Yeah. Inside on the trainer, you can do the 20 miles in one hour, um, you right. know, as you flow on Zwift. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, listen, at 50 years old now, you you young guy. But me, you know, <laughs> at 50, I'm like, I am determined to stay in shape. You know, when yes. I'm going, I'm going. But until then, I'm going to work. So get on there and spin them legs, man. You, I I, That's that. where I get my create. That's a tip and another hack. That's, if that's I add right. a bonus one. Mm-hmm. I actually, this room that you see, a lot of the thoughts came from being on the bike. On the bike. And because you have to get away from the room. Yes. And now I'm in a minimalistic phase right now. Mm-hmm. So everything you see now is that's about it. If anything, if something leaves, if something comes in, something's got to go. Yeah. So everything right now, this whole room is at simplicity. I took all the extra stuff out. So all the extra cords, mm-hmm. all the extra stands, anything that's not doing something, when I've pushed the button, to for everything to go live yeah or to do an in-house recording like what you're doing here mm-hmm. it gotta go 
Yeah. You know, I got a box full of small rig and Amazon stuff that's in the garage. <laughs> yeah. That's like either I'm going to sell it, give it away, or throw it away. That's where I'm at now. But that comes from it. bike ride. Bike ride. That's a secret. Clear that mind. That's a secret. <laughs> mind blowing. I love it, man. Thank you so much, Keith, again. Thanks for having we'll, me, man. We'll talk soon, man. Take care. All right. You too. Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on the website hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests.